DMT-dimethyltryptamine, also known as the spirit molecule, which of course occurs naturally in our bodies. It occurs in animals, it occurs in plants. It's a completely natural substance that occurs in organic compounds in general. Welcome to the Dr. Espen podcast, where we explore the latest in quantum science, personal development, consciousness and spirituality, health, as well as business and money mastery. Join me as I interview experts from all over the world, sharing the most incredible stories of transformation. This is where we provide you with the exact tools and coaching activities you need to expand your consciousness in each of the eight areas of your life. For more info on our events, programs, coaching, etc., go to drspen.com for the full quantum experience. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone. Dr. Espen here. I'm really excited to have this conversation with everyone uh, because today we're going to be talking about a very uh, controversial topic, a topic that I feel has been just absolutely hugely influential in my life and also a topic that enables us to think quite widely outside of the box. Today's conversation is about a very powerful chemical substance known as DMT or dimethyltryptamine and how it works, the science of how it works, and also how we can potentially apply it. Now, the interesting thing about this is that we get an opportunity today to discuss the science, the application, um, the risks, the benefits, and also how we can understand our brains and our bodies even better. Like I said, today's topic is about DMT-dimethyltryptamine, also known as the spirit molecule, which of course occurs naturally in our bodies. It occurs in animals, it occurs in plants. It's a completely natural substance that occurs in organic compounds in general, and but it can also occur in a, I guess you can call it a chemical and or an artificial form. So we'll be having this conversation today about DMT, about plant medicines, etc., and uh, for us to go on this journey together. If you have heard about DMT, you might be quite intrigued in this conversation. If you've not heard about DMT, well, you're probably in for a heck of a discovery. If you've had the experience of DMT, then I don't really need to say anymore, okay? Because obviously that has given you whatever it is that you were able to experience. And I'll be talking about different levels of DMTs. I'm not here promoting an artificial synthetic drug and for you to go out and take a drug. I'm going to talk to the endo and exo, so how you can create it inside your body, which is known as endogenous and exogenous. Also, that you can actually have it in the form of a plant medicine. Then I'll also be leaving you with some of the main keys as to how science has suggested. Now, this is not all evidence, but I understand this to be true. Some of the natural ways you can actually practice certain rituals, lifestyle principles, and ways of engaging in energy where you can actually have an endogenous, which means that the body creates it internally, an endogenous DMT or dimethyltryptamine experience. So let's get started. The first things first, what is DMT? Well, dimethyltryptamine, DMT stands for dimethyltryptamine, is a tryptamine molecule. Sometimes we call it a drug, but it's not actually considered a drug if it's inside an organic compound, okay? If it's considered to be a part of your natural body, which it is, it's in animals, it's in plants. In that context, it's not actually a drug, but it can also be synthetically produced 
the acacia trees in Australia, for example, have very high levels of DMT or dimethyltryptamine. In fact, some of the highest DMT levels found in the world. You might have also heard of ayahuasca, but I'll tell you my journey, my first journey with ayahuasca a little bit later as we get into that. But ayahuasca has been a very powerful healing medicine for me. Unfortunately, or whichever way you want to look at it, it is on it is illegal in Australia. Uh, but I started my ayahuasca journey in Peru with my time in the Sacred Valley. So I'll speak to that and speak to the experience that I had and also speak to how you may be able to have a DMT, a dimethyltryptamine experience by using breath. Now, this is the key. This is what a lot of researchers are looking at at the moment because it seems that dimethyltryptamine, which is NN, the Nelly Nelly, NN dimethyltryptamine, uh, can be secreted from the brain uh, in the pineal gland. There's also new research coming out showing that you might be able to produce DMT uh, using your breath, which comes from the lungs. And also really interesting, some of the new research now with DMT, the spirit molecule, is they're actually giving DMT to recent stroke patients because it's proving to have a really, really powerful neuroregenerative effect, which means that when there's a stroke or a damage to the nervous system, the central nervous system or the peripheral nervous system, DMT, dimethyltryptamine, may actually help regenerating those neurological pathways again uh, and or creating neuroplasticity. So the first thing is the history of DMT is really uh, important to understand. I mean, it's been around for as long as there's been organic compounds, okay? It's in plants, it's in animals. In ayahuasca, it's been used for thousands of years in Peru, in Brazil, in South America in general. And if you want to learn more about it, some of the best resources resources out there, you can uh, look at YouTube. You go to a, um, a documentary called DMT Quest. A guy that I interviewed a little while ago by the name of Ben Joseph Stewart did a thing called DMT Quest on YouTube, which is amazing. Also, if you type in DMT, the spirit molecule, you might also get a lot of information on this. So it's important to stay informed. Um, as I said, DMT is the active ingredient in ayahuasca and many other plant medicines as well. And I'll call them medicines because I'll consider that you'll use this information wisely, that you're not going to go out and do something silly and rational, but that you'll take your time to do the research. One uh, really important thing that I heard many years ago when I was in conversation with one of the shamans that I first met in Peru, he said, the medicine, and quote, the medicine, the medicine will find you when you're ready. It's not a drug that you go out and seek on the streets and suddenly go and take something. It's not a party drug, I believe. The difference between a drug, uh, medicine, and uh, poison is respect, ritual, and dosage. I'll say that one more time. The difference between the drug, medicine, and poison is respect, ritual, and dosage. So the important thing here to, to understand is that you can create this within your own brain, as far as research suggests. You can do that with your breath, which I'll end on today in this conversation. Uh, but also important to understand that this N-N-dimethyltryptamine, this spirit molecule, is found in organic compounds, including ayahuasca. So I'll tell you my story with ayahuasca, how it began. Um, I had, um, this is such a, such an interesting uh, experience for me to reflect back on. Um, I started uh, my company, one of my companies uh, now almost eight years ago, and I started teaching mindset coaching, and I started teaching business coaching, and I was really caught up in my masculine. So I was really driven. I was really on point. Uh, nothing's going to stop me. I was dedicated to helping people achieve you know, great things and live good lives. But 
the polarization was off. I'd like you to take a note on that word polarization because there are the two polarities, then the masculine and the feminine. And as you know, a battery cannot be effective if it's got two positives or two negatives. It has to be the polarity. And as such, such as the duality of this human experience, the masculine and the feminine, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. And if you are too much in the masculine, well, then you're too much in the analytical thinking mind, too much in the prefrontal thinking cortex, too much in the go, go, do, do, be, be, become, gum, become, become, etc. And if you're too much in the feminine, you might be too much in the softness and the heart and the surrender and the submissive. So the reason why I bring up the polarities is to give you some context as to the awareness that you might focus on in your life as to where am I now? Am I, am I mostly in my masculine? Am I mostly in the stress and the doingness? Or am I more most in my feminine, in the softness and in the surrender and in the allowing and, and surrendering in that essence? And we do need the balance of the two. So for me, I was too much in my masculine. I was disguising my vulnerability with strength. I was pretending to be strong, but to be powerful, which I was, but a lot of it was also hidden because I was afraid, because I hadn't done the work internally. I wasn't in touch with my emotions. I was suppressing my emotions and working hard to prove that I was good enough and that I was worthy. And after having done this for four years, we were able to achieve amazing things in business. We founded a company called the Bonfire Health Group in 2011. We scaled it to eight multidisciplinary health centers. Uh, several of those health centers uh, hit seven figures. We did really great things. We helped a lot of people with these multidisciplinary health centers with yoga and Pilates and chiropractic. And we had medicine in there, some medical doctors in there, holistic dentistry in there, radiology, audiology. Uh, nutrition, educational, live events. And so we did really good things in business. But the point here in this context was that I was not happy. I was out of balance because I was working so hard and not really in my feminine. And so after having done this for some years, uh, from to, uh, 2011 to 2016, I just said, you know what? I can't go on. I can't do this. I'm not happy. I'm, we're, do, we're doing great in business. Financially, we're doing great, but I'm miserable emotionally. So I thought to myself, what is the key? What is the answer? And where can I find these answers? And so my decision at the time was to basically put the business on hold. I sold my shares in the company and I took two years off. I worked a little bit on and off, but I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to do all these things that I was doing. And as I decided to go to Peru, I thought to myself, this plant medicine journey, I'm sure will help me find some answers. And so I hopped on a plane and I flew to Peru and I started my journey by meeting people, interviewing shamans, by doing the cleansing. I started with the two-week journey and this is really important. If you're considering an internal journey and healing yourself and going through these experiences, I would highly suggest that you do your due diligence, do your research first, take care of yourself properly, prepare your body temple. And I did this uh, very effectively by actually and making sure that I did two weeks of cleansing and healing before I traveled. And then I did another two weeks while I was in Peru, basically just water fasting and eat, eating herbs and, and living according to nature. Because the body temple, when, when you are taking care of your body temple, then you're actually making sure that you are lighter in your body, that your body's not toxic, 
you can move energy, move prana, move chi, move energy through the quantum field a lot easier through your vessel than if you're dense. And so the first principle, if you want to take note, if you're looking at any spiritual awakening or healing in, in essence, you have to start with physical cleansing, with taking care of your physical body and becoming lighter in your vessel. So after I had cleansed, and I was healthier before this as well, but I had cleansed deeply for a month. I was in Peru and I was traveling around looking for the the shaman, the right shaman. Now the interesting thing was, it's sometimes it, with the universe, it plays. Uh, you know, she loves playing games, and as uh, as such, I was looking for the shaman to do medicine. I traveled to Peru to do medicine, to sit with ayahuasca, to do my healing journey, and I interviewed one shaman after the other, after the other, after the other. And they were all willing to do the work. But something really interesting happened. I felt in my soul that I hadn't met the right shaman yet. And after I had been interviewed, I think the fifth shaman, I'd been there for a while and I just thought, you know what? It's not working. I'm not finding the right person. It's not meant to be. And it's interesting sometimes, isn't it, when you hold on to something. And this is, of course, a fundamental principle in you know, the universal laws. When you hold on to something. I think the universe is going to show you that you need to let go. You know, we understand that the number one blockage to the crown chakra, which is our, which is our connection to source, connection to God, is our earthly attachment. And so I traveled to Peru to do ayahuasca with the attachment of doing it. I've traveled so far. I've done a month of cleansing. I've done all these things. And so five shamans in, I'm like, this is not working. This is not working. And I gave up. And one day, I, the next day I woke up, I went to the local cafe I sat down, I had a meal, and I asked the guy across the table from me, I said, hey, bro, uh, do you know where I can find a yoga retreat? Because I was just like giving up completely. Medicine's not for me. It's not going to happen. I know that the medicine will find me when I'm ready. And so I'm just going to let it go, just go and do yoga. And he started talking. He said, yeah, there are some good yoga places around here in the Sacred Valley. You can also go to Cusco uh, and so on and so forth. And we started chatting and I said, uh, he asked what I did. I said, I'm a scientist. Um, this is what I do. I studied this. I'm a, I'm a coach, etc." And I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a shaman. <laughs> and as we've taught our students for so many years, the more you are in spirit, the more you are living an inspired life, connecting to spirit, which is why inspiration means the Latin, the more you can see these synchronicities, these alignments, these opportunities before you closer and closer together. So the more in spirit, the more inspired you are, the more you are living a life aligned with your soul, the closer these synchronicities and serendipities are together. And as such, he said, I'm a shaman. And I just went, ah, oh, my gosh. Okay. And he said, what are you doing now? I said, well, originally I came to do the medicine work. I'm here looking for Mother Ayahuasca. Um, I'm really excited. And uh, yesterday I gave up because I, I interviewed five people. It didn't work. And he goes, oh, interesting. And I said, and I asked him, you know, how long have you been a shaman for? He had a, a bachelor and a master's in mysticism, an incredible man. And so he said, no, I, I can organize this for you. I, I serve the medicine. If you get enough people, we'll make it happen. And I had met some incredible people on my journey. And so I thought to myself, okay, this is, this is really, really great. And so we made it happen. I did Cambo first. Cambo is called the, the frog medicine, uh, which has no psychedelic effects as such, uh, but the peptides in the Cambo, K-E-K-A-M-B-O, uh, Cambo. The peptides within the medicine is a really powerful purge, and I used Cambo. Now, just be aware before you go and do something like this, make sure that it's safe to do, make sure that you're ready to do it. I'm not recommending going to do this. It is legal in Australia, I believe still, 
uh, but it's something to consider. This is for informational purposes only, of course, not any clinical recommendation. Telling you my story here. So I sat with uh, a month of detox. I sat with Tambo, the frog medicine, twice, and then I had my first ayahuasca journey. During my first ayahuasca journey, um, as the medicine started to work her way through, and it's just divine, the incredible wisdom of grandmother ayahuasca or mother ayahuasca and the spirit essence, the knowledge, the wisdom that are in these plants, I cannot begin to explain the experiences that I've had with the medicine over the years. It's by far been one of the most profound awakening experiences of my life, which I'll get to. And so... Um, I sat with ayahuasca, and for the first time, this was in 2016, for the first time in 10 years, I had real tears. And I was overwhelmed with gratitude. Uh, my first ayahuasca journey, and I know for some people it can be a really a tough journey, a really painful journey, because whatever you need to purge, Whatever you need to heal, the medicine knows where to go. It knows exactly what to do. That wisdom takes over and, and you can just surrender and receive. And my first journey with Mother Ayahuasca was really simple. I had three and a half hours of constant tears of gratitude, wholehearted beingness of gratitude for the knowing of my mission, for the deep inner quest that I was alive to be here for the people, to help the people. And it might be different, of course, it will be different for every single person. But that was my first experience. Now, here was something interesting. At the time, I was with my partner, Amber, at the time. We'd been together for three years. And at this time, I had fallen out of love. We'd started growing apart. We loved each other dearly, and we're still great friends to this day. But I felt at that time that I was not in love with her anymore. My problem was that I hadn't built up the courage and the emotional aptitude and the strength to be able to sit down and have this conversation with her. And so what was happening for me was that I was feeling guilty and I was not able to communicate. Now, this is an interesting thing. After ayahuasca, the next day, I started seeing colors. And, and I don't mean seeing colors as in seeing colors. I started seeing colors in the way that I had never, ever seen colors before. And I'm just feeling my throat as I share this because this was my experience. When I sat in meditation the next day, feeling into what I had experienced, feeling into what I had received, I discovered a new way of seeing energy. I had looked at things physically. I had tried to understand things intellectually, but for the first time in my life, I could experience them with my senses, with a different sense, call it the third eye or whatever it was. And I could feel something in my throat was blocked. And take into consideration, I've got a, a diploma in science and education and two degrees in science. Never once in six and a half years of university study have I ever learned about the chakras, about these energy centers. Never have we learned about this in our curriculums. I've studied them on my own, but that was to the extent of this in 2016. And suddenly I started seeing these colors, these real sharp, vivid colors. And so the next day and the next day and the next day following after this ayahuasca experience, I could see colors so vividly. And I was really quite, so I was thinking that I was still under the effects of the medicine. And I wasn't, okay? This was different. And I felt 
I had a lot of difficulty breathing. I couldn't really breathe. And so I thought to myself, what is happening? Am I having an anaphylactic reaction? Am I struggling to breathe? Why am I having such a difficult time actually breathing? And then I started thinking, what is happening and what is going on? And so the first thing that I thought to myself is, I need to sit with my intuition because something's happening. Then when I thought about what I needed to say to my girlfriend at the time, to my partner at the time, that I hadn't said, that I hadn't expressed my emotions, I call them, you know, I say emotions is energy in motion, right? And when this energy is not in motion, it's trapped. And when energy is trapped, that's what I refer to as a primary healthcare physician as as a diagnosis or a disease, but I'd rather refer to it as an issue in the tissue, okay? An issue in the tissue, because energy should be moving. That's the law of transmuting energy. That's one of the 12 universal law. Energy is never stuck. It always is moving. And at the time, energy was stuck in my throat. It wasn't moving. I couldn't express. I couldn't speak. And as such, I had a lot of difficulties breathing. And then I thought about expressing myself, about speaking my truth to my partner at the time, and suddenly... I could breathe, no problem. And I could see this blue energy around my throat. And mind you, as a physician, as a scientist or a researcher, the chakras, the energy centers, they were not even in my awareness. I didn't think. I did something so basic and so simple, and you might go, duh. I googled blue energy in the throat. And I had maybe this idea that it was the chakra or a chakra, okay? So I googled blue energy in the throat, and then this picture of the, of the chakra system came up, and I was covered, deeply covered in goosebumps. Now, the reason why I share this with you is to give you some context, because at this time, I had no relationship with the chakras. I have no relationship with energy, and this came through for me after doing plant medicine, sitting with the ayahuasca in the Sacred Valley in Peru. And so I started researching. I started looking into all of these things and giving myself the opportunity to understand. And for those of you who have been to the live events, if you've been to our quantum advanced event, or if you've done a, a three or two day event, or if you've done an eight week program, I'd love to hear your experience because now the scientific model that I teach is directly related to the chakras, and it shows us how the how everything in the universe is energy. And then the question is, if everything is energy, if the physical body is energy, if you're made up of 99.9% .9 non-physical energy, which is your field, your intelligence, your consciousness, you know, call it whatever you want, well, everything is energy, so 100% of us is energy, but I had not thought of these energy centers, these chakras, these spinning wheels of energy, these vortexes, these storehouse of these portal to, portals to different dimensions until I had the medicine, until I sat with ayahuasca. And then I was like, whoa, this is different. Now, remind you, just quickly remind you, I took two years off to find myself. But in this experience, I found a part of myself that I had not been able to tap into. One, I had tears, profound tears for the first time in 10 years. Two, I started seeing energy. I started feeling something opened in me, something unlocked. So I had this experience in Peru with Mother Ayahuasca. I had this profound healing experience. And I and I kind of, I guess you could say, downloaded this model that we've been teaching now for years. 
Um, so I want to just give you some context because I'm not saying go to Peru and do ayahuasca. What I am saying is do your research and, and learn about this thing that is you're seeing some of the greatest scientists in the world talk about this now. The NMDMT, N-N-dimethyltryptamine, and also 5-MeO-dimethyltryptamine, two different kinds, two different sorts. 5-MeO-DMT, also known as Bufo or Sapo, is a completely naturally occurring compound that is the secretion of the back of a toad um, in South America and Mexico. And so these, I believe that these plant medicines are now becoming available to us because human consciousness is at a point where one, we could do with some help, and two, I think we are ready to actually step into that realm. Um, so there is the exogenous use of it, which is you know mixing the leaf and the vine of the ayahuasca, which uh, of the ayahuasca plant, which creates the ayahuasca medicine, and drinking it and having the active ingredient DMT and the wisdom of of mother ayahuasca go through your body and find the wounds and help create that death of the ego and the rebirth and the revelation, the healing of your body and and, and spirit. But there also is um, endogenous way, a natural way. Uh, for you to be able to have a similar experience. So I'd like to share that with everyone uh, because there's been many instances now where we've now graduated over 3,500 students from this from this work. And I cannot tell you how many times uh, people have come out of that event and said that was a complete out-of-body mystical experience. Dimethyltryptamine is secreted, according to science, in very high doses, in a couple of very interesting scenarios. Uh, DMT is secreted in very high doses, believed to be secreted in very high doses when you are born, naturally, when you die, also natural secretion, and also when you're in a deep state of dreaming, either theta brainwave frequencies or something of that nature. That is when the natural states of DMT or dimethyltryptamine is secreted. Which is why many sciences and many esoteric practices, including people that kind of think outside the box a bit, believe that DMT, the spirit molecule as it's called, is a window to other dimensions. And so um, DMT is secreted in high doses when you're born, when you die, and certain times when you're in the, the, what's considered to be the fourth dimension, this dream state, dream time. And as such, it's considered to be a portal or a window to different dimensions. Now, the way this is believed to happen and the science that I teach is that when enough energy, and you've got to remember that everything is energy, when enough energy is able to spiral itself up the spine and meet the pineal gland, which is an actual gland that you have in your brain, you are able, I believe, to secrete and produce your own internal endogenous dimethyltryptamine. In order for us to look at this science, you, like I said, you can look at DMT Quest, which is a uh, video on YouTube. You can also look at DMT, the spirit molecule, which is on YouTube. And there's a lot of incredible stuff on Gaia as well, if you want to read up more about this. But the incredible thing about DMT is that, it, like I said, it's a naturally occurring organic compound. It's within all, all animals, plants, and people. When you are able to move energy from the lower chakras, from the lower energy centers up to the higher ones, 
it seems that we are able to activate dormant parts, dormant brain cells, dormant parts of the higher executive center of the brain. And it seems like potentially the lungs, but definitely the uh, pineal gland in the brain is able to actually secrete and produce this dimethyltryptamine, this incredible spirit molecule. I had a conversation with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza in Cancun when I um, went to one of his seminars about a year and a half ago now. And I asked him some questions about energy. And I said, where does energy come from? And, and obviously it's in the ether, it's in the quantum field. But Joe also shared with me that he believes, and according to his research, that 95%, and you might want to take a note on this, that 95% of the energy that we have in the human experience is stored and or trapped, if you will, in the three lower chakras, in the three lower energy centers, which is where we hold tremendous amount of potential. And if you've done some of our work, you might have come to the realization that a lot of the human experience is occupied in the three lower energy centers. According to my scientific model, the first energy center, the root chakra, is directly related to physical health. And we're living a physical experience. We're not physical. We are spiritual. We're energetic. We're energy frequency and vibration in nature. But we're having a human experience. And when we're living according to our senses, the animal experience, the animal expression, stimulating our senses, short-term stimulus instead of long-term connection, we are living in the lower center. The second energy center is directly connected to our mental and emotional state. And when we're living in that mental and emotional state, we're not connected to a higher power, we're living in the human experience, we are also then living in the lower energy centers, in the lower potentials. And then the third energy center, according to my scientific model, is directly related to our finances. And people that are living a life that is all they want is money, they're very ego-driven, they're, they're based on greed, and they want to have more for themselves and, and have and have and have. That's also a very egotistic way of living, and as such, then living in the lower energy centers. And Jody Spencer said that 95% of all energy available to us is stored and or stuck in the tree in the three lower centers. And so when we then uh, are able to spiral this energy up, and that energy 95% meets the heart space, you will have an explosion of energy into the quantum field. Why? Well, because the heart, and uh, this is something that I've been teaching for years. The magnetic field of the heart is 5,000 times more powerful than the magnetic field of the brain. You can look this up by the University of Kassel in Germany. They found this. The Heart Math Institute has been finding this and, and proving this for almost 20 years now, I think. And you look at the Heart Math Institute. So you look at the heart and measuring the magnetic field. So there's the electrical field or the electrical signal of the brain, which is the thought. Then there's the magnetic field or the signal of the heart, which is the emotion. And if the thought or the intention or the, the electrical signal doesn't match the feeling or the magnetic field of the heart, then we have what's called incoherence or incongruence. And of course, then what we get is not what we focus on or what we think about, but what we are feeling the majority of the time. As I say, the feeling is the healing. So we need to be able to marry up the, the polarity, as I spoke to earlier, of the masculine thought or the electrical signal with the feminine magnetic field or the emotion, if you will. When they are in balance, we have harmony of the universal law of polarity and we are able to master our lives. And so again, you might ask, what does this have to do with DMT? 
Well, the point that I'm trying to make is that when you have balanced energy, you are able to move that energy and spiral the energy up the spine. When you do, when that energy, that serpent, you might want to look up kundalini energy and how life force energy starts in the reproductive organs. Think about this. The seed of life is the semen. And that semen is the only reason why you and I are alive. And when that seed of life, the masculine, meets the feminine womb, and that is the unity of diversity or the unity of divinity, that sparks life and creates life, then that energy is out of proportion for most people. Because like I said in the beginning of this presentation, we're either too much in the masculine or too much in the feminine. We don't really have that harmony, that yin and that yang in harmony. So when we do this work, we're able to depolarize the brain, depolarize the emotion, to create coherence, to create congruence between the masculine and the feminine. And as such, we can spiral this coil of energy, this 95% of our human potential that's stuck and stored in the three lower chakras. We can begin to expand that and bring that into the heart. And when that energy meets the heart, and remember, Heart Math Institute, University of Castle has proven that as 5,000 times more powerful than the brain magnetically. When that energy meets the heart space and that explodes, you activate your Taurus field. Okay? T-O-R-U-S. The Taurus field or the toroidal field is the scientifically proven field of your heart. It is what makes up this entire universe. But unfortunately, the heart field has been closed off over time because we've been living in survival. And of course, when you're living in survival in the three low energy centers, you're not able to spiral up to the potential that you've got. As such, you don't have these mystical out-of-body experiences. You can't create them. You can't experience them internally because the energy is not able to spiral up the cerebrospinal fluid, which is the first thing that is created in, as part of the embryo. The first thing that is ever created when you are in creation is the CSF, the cerebrospinal fluid, also known in Latin as Christos. Interesting that, the Christ energy, if you will. Now, when we are able to move that energy up, and our students know this, our students have learned this for years, and you've seen, you know, and look at the, what we're talking about here. You see Victoria, you see so many of the people, including Lisa, 20 years of chronic daily pain, completely gone and not coming back after many weeks. And we're talking sometimes months of this experience. This is what's possible when you are able to activate these dormant parts of the brain. So we remove the interference from the chakras. We are able to spiral the energy up so that the energy that's stuck or stored in the three low energy centers meets the heart space, meets the throat space, meets the third eye. Now, this is where it becomes interesting. When your life force, prana, chi, when your energy, when that kundalini energy, that serpent spirals its way up to your third eye, you will have an activation, as I call it, of the third eye or the all-seeing eye. Well, interestingly enough, you've got to remember the ancient Egyptians were talking about the all-seeing eye. The ancient Egyptians believed that the third eye, which is an actual gland that you have in your brain called the pineal gland, was the all-seeing eye to actually understand how the entire universe works. Dr. Wayne Dyer said this beautifully. He said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. They structurally, physically, anatomically, vibratory changes when you see things differently. 
in quantum science is known as the observer effect. Okay, you want to want to look up quantum entanglement, um, the double slit experiment, or the observer effect. These are scientific experiments for decades that are still proven to stand the test of time. I digress, but I'm coming to a very important point, and that's that you have the entire the power, the wisdom, and the beauty of the entire universe within you. If you decide to do this work, if you decide to actually tap in to your higher powers and, and use your energy. So our students learn how to peel back these layers and then move the energy up to the brain. Now, let me just give you some context and some scientific understanding as to your pineal gland. The pineal gland, and this is really exciting, I'm pumped for this. The pineal gland is the gland that you have in your brain. Okay, the pineal gland is it sits right at the top of the brainstem in a sulcus that sits right at the back here. And its primary function, as we know in, in, in biophysiology and neurochemistry, et cetera, is to secrete a thing that is responsible for what's known as circadian rhythm, which is your sleep-wake cycle. Okay, um, When you are able to secrete these different hormones, you are able to move in between different states of awareness, different levels of consciousness, which is, of course, sleeping, uh, meditating, or being awake. Okay? And that is when, when you are able to get into the third eye, when you are able to move the energy up to the all-seeing eye, you are able to create these chemical substances from your brain. We know this. We can see this in oxytocin, in, in dopamine, uh, in serotonin, etc. Now, when we are able to look at the brain and understand brain chemistry, this can be measured, of course, in laboratory. We've seen effects in functional MRI scans where we see brainwave frequencies change, where we see different parts of the brain activate. There's a lot of incredible science out there now showing that when we tap into our breath and we're able to use this, and the ancient yogis have been doing this thousands of years, we're able to create different neurochemistry in our brain, which is responsible for so much of our healing, right? And so it's been said that this pineal gland is responsible for um, our circadian rhythm, our sleep-wake cycle, of course, but also something really interesting. A lot of research lately is coming out, is, is showing us that the pineal gland is actually able to secrete and produce dimethyltryptamine. DMT, the spirit molecule, is believed to be secreted by the pineal gland when it has enough energy. So how can we do this? How can we actually turn on and activate the all-seen ancient eye? Well, let's first understand the way the, the pineal gland works. When we understand the pineal gland, when we look at the anatomy, let's consider this to be the pineal. This is the pineal gland, your hand. And around my hand, by the palm of my hand, symbolizes the actual gland. It's about a, the size of a, a small pea or a grain of rice, and it sits in your brain. You have this in your brain. There are six ways to activate DMT from the pineal gland, which is what I'm going to finish on. I'll make a note so I don't finish. The six ways of activating DMT from the brain naturally is what I'll finish this presentation on today. If you look at your pineal gland, it's an actual gland in your brain. And on the outside of the pineal, it has little antennas, believe it or not. These little antennas, so you have the pineal gland, which is considered this to be the palm of my hand. These little antennas are called rhombohedrons in anatomy. They're stacked. They're, they're literally expressing themselves as an antenna. Okay, they're called stacked rhombohedrons. On the outside of these rhombohedrons, these antennas, the actual things that you have in your brain, there are thousands and thousands of tiny little crystals. Now, these crystals are called calcite crystals, 
And the crystals, when the energy, when you're able to get the energy up, when you're able to do this work and remove the blocks, remove the issues in the tissues, either in the three-day live event or the eight-week online program, you're able to remove the blocks to get the issues out of the tissues. You get rid of the primary block in your physical health, the primary block in your mental and emotional state and well-being, the primary financial block, the primary relationship block, the primary personal development block, the number one thing that's stopping you from raising your energy and vibration, the primary block in your career, vocation, and mission, the primary blockage between you and connecting to source and your spiritual fulfillment, and the primary block that's stopping you from living in the present time conscious moment. Either way, in the eight-week online program or the three-day live event, you are able to remove the eight primary blockages that's stopping you from raising energy frequency and vibration, from coming into that all-seeing eye and opening up your unlimited potential. So we spiral up the spine when we remove this interference. And with the breath work that I'll talk to you about in a moment, you're able to, according to many uh, much research and a lot of the research that's coming out now, have your third eye pineal actually begin to oscillate. That means that your gland in your brain actually begins to vibrate. Now, you've got to remember that everything in the universe is energy, frequency, and vibration. You literally are a living vibrator, for the lack of a better analogy. But low vibration means sickness. High vibration means wellness until it gets so high that the human body can't sustain it anymore. But of course, that's not part of this conversation. It is about raising energy and vibration because all disease... All disease is a lowered vibration, period. All suffering is a low vibration, period. That's the truth of the quantum field. That's the essence of, of reality. And so when we give ourselves permission and we step into doing the work and we can spiral the energy up, the third eye, when enough energy can get to the heart, can get to the throat, can get to the third eye and actually access the ventricles in the brain, the two serpents intertwined at the top of your brain, the masculine, the feminine, and what's known as dissection, when this energy spirals across and meets the pineal gland, the pineal raises to a new frequency. The stacked rhombohedrons that you have in your brain out on the outside of this transducer, which means kind of like, you know when you have a TV, if you turn your TV on, you're going to see an image, right? You're going to see a picture. Well, your picture is a transducer or a transceiver. The way it works is there's an electrical signal, uh -huh, an electrical signal energy coming into your TV, and then your TV actually transforms the electrical signal from your antenna into an actual image. Are you with me? So the energy comes in from your antenna. It's an electrical signal, goes through a wire, it hits the TV, the TV transforms the electrical signal into an actual image. You with me? The pineal gland is just the same. When you get enough energy, enough energy, which is information, spiraling up, coiling up your spine to meet the third eye, not only are you able to produce oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, and I believe also dimethyltryptamine, but the pineal gland in your brain begins to vibrate. It begins to oscillate. And these thousands of calcite crystals create an opportunity for you, according to many sciences, according to many clinical studies, 
uh, to secrete the dimethyltryptamine, which means in essence, in theory, and also in praxis, that you are able to, well, let's take a step back. Let's not make any promises. You might just be able to, like all of the graduates on this call, have an out-of-body mystical healing experience by using your own energy, by tapping into your own quantum field, by tapping into the truth of who you are, which is 99.9% pure quantum potential. Yes? And so when you do this and the brain secretes dimethyltryptamine, that is the scientific understanding as to how so many of the thousands of our graduates have had this out-of-body mystical healing experience. And as Lisa shared before, at 20 years of daily pain, chronic pain from breaking her neck, fracturing her vertebrae in her, in her neck and in her spine, and be completely pain-free for many, many, many weeks, uh, for some of our students for life after having this experience. Okay, so let's summarize. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are still with me. This is so cool. There is a compound that is secreted and exists within all organic compounds, humans, animals, and plants. This compound is known as DMT. DMT stands for dimethyltryptamine. In its standard form is NN-dimethyltryptamine. You also get 5-MeO-dimethyltryptamine, etc. Now, this DMT is secreted in high doses when you're born and in very high doses when you die. And in some cases also when you dream, which is why it's considered to be a window, remember a transducer, a window to the different dimensions. We know that in the human experience, we are living in the three-dimensional experience. The three dimensions of height, width, and depth. The fourth dimension is time, and the fifth dimension is dimensions within dimensions. That's where the spirit dwells, and we are able to tap into these higher frequencies, these dimensions within dimensions, when we are able to tap into our breath and also to different DMT experiences, etc. So DMT is a compound that's secreted by your brain when you're born, when you die, and when you dream. It's the active ingredient in many uh, psychedelic medicines, and I call it medicine for a very specific reason, uh, such as ayahuasca and many other medicines that, of course, should only be practiced. You should only have the psychedelic experiences if you're feeling called to do so. If and when the medicine finds you, you've done your due diligence, you know in your soul that it's ready, that you're ready to do it. And of course, you're doing it in a safe and sacred way. In a sacred way. This is really, really important. Make it sacred. Um, DMT is uh, possible to have externally by drinking ayahuasca, by smoking DMT, by having 5-MeO DMT. Uh, but it also is possible to secrete it endogenously. So you can have an endogenous, which means an internal experience of DMT, which is totally cool. Why? Because everyone can do it, because it's completely legal, because it doesn't cost you a cent, because I believe God is trying to show you that you have the power of the entire universe inside of yourself. I believe that we're stuck in the three lower dimensions, which signifies and represents the three lower chakras. I believe that we're in this world, but not of this world. I believe that we're spirits and souls having a human experience, and when we are able to tap into the frequency of our soul, that soul that is the state of unconditional love, we can tap into superhuman experiences. And that's what I believe the third eye pineal 
is able to do for us. But we have to remove the energy blocks. We have to get rid of the issues in the tissues. When we're able to bring the energy up to the third eye, when the portals are open, when the chakras are cleared of interference, when the energy is able to spiral up the spine and ascend as it's known, it's ascension. And when that energy hits your third eye with your breath, your body will begin to move in different ways. Your brain can begin to secrete dimethyltryptamine, which is why so many of our students have had such profound healing and out-of-body mystical experiences. Why? Because there's an actual chemical compound known as a spirit molecule secreted from your brain. When your third eye begins to oscillate and vibrate, when the thousands of calcite crystals secrete dimethyltryptamine, which you have in your body already. It's just that we aren't able to raise the energy high enough and often enough and congruently enough to be able to have these experiences on a regular basis. And when we do so, we are also able to tap into brainwave frequencies known as beta and even higher, gamma. When you get into gamma brainwave frequencies, the same brainwave frequencies that masterful meditators, you look at 30-year practicing Buddhist monks that meditate pretty much all day every day, they are able to have their brain operating gamma brainwave frequencies on a regular basis, and we are able to tap in that we've seen this in brain scans, according to research across the world, that we're able to tap into gamma brainwave frequencies when we do this kind of breath work and when we learn how to be a masterful meditator. So I'm not trying to advise you on going out and do plant medicine. I'm not, not, not saying this. What I'm sharing with you is that was the window for me that opened up my blocks and helped me see that everything is energy. And through my plant medicine journeys, and I've sat with medicine many, many times, I do so in a very sacred way. I plan the experiences a guy that I follow by the name of Aubrey Marcus is an incredible man that I've done a lot of work. He's, he's a billionaire. He's a really conscious man. And he's shown us that these plant medicines, and you can see it's coming out everywhere now, they can have profound healing awakening experiences. But you don't have to go out and do something that's outside of yourself unless you're feeling called to do so and to do so in a sacred, safe, and may I add, legal way. But rather, do the experience within by using your breath. Okay, when you do the three-day event or the eight-week quantum upgrade program, you will learn how to use energy. You will learn how to remove blocks. You will learn how to tap into the field of divine intelligence that actually scientifically proven makes up 99.9% .9 of who and what you really are. And when you do, that third eye, when you move the energy up and you breathe and you activate those pathways, those ventricles begin to squeeze and push cerebrospinal fluid across the ventricles into the third eye. That third eye begins to vibrate. It secretes DMT, and you can have this huge out-of-body healing experience. Um, so that's, in essence, how it works with energy, with ascension, with the work that we do. And I promised you also that I was going to give you the six ways, the natural ways, the endogenous, which means to produce from within, the endogenous ways of, of how you may have dimethyltryptamine or the spirit molecule secreted from your body and from your brain. Number one, yoga. Yes, yoga. Yoga means the union of the body, mind, and spirit. And yoga, as far as I've seen through my research, is one of the, the best ways for you to be able to activate DMT and have DMT similar experiences from your brain and from your breath. Inversion postures, which means the head is below the heart, moving fresh oxygenated blood to your brain, is of course one of the most important ways that we can do this. Why? Well, let me just put it this way. 
Your pineal gland is believed to be the all-seeing eye responsible for human awakening. The pineal gland can be calcified, let's just be real, is calcified by unhealthy living, increased alcohol or high alcohol consumption, and of course, drinking tap water that has fluoride in it. It is interesting because plus 90%, and um, this is an understatement, plus 90% of European countries have banned fluoride because of its proven toxic effects upon the nervous system. Fluoride, ladies and gentlemen, is a sedative. It's a sedative. Look it up. And in America and in Australia, we dump the chemical byproduct compound fluoride into our water supply. And I believe over 80% of the water supply in Australia has been fluoridated um, for the sake of our teeth. Well, since 99%, well, let's probably say plus 90% to be conservative of European countries have banned fluoride, why are we in America and Australia dumping it in the water supply and giving it to our loved ones? Because of the so-called reason it's good for our teeth. There are clinical studies showing that fluoride can be beneficial for the amalgam and for the teeth, but not for the nervous system. I do not sedate my loved ones. I do not sedate my son by tap water because I love them too much. Okay, so if you're drinking tap water and you have an, an interest in activating your pineal gland or your third eye, that's very, that's very contradicting. So get yourself a really good water filter. Understand that water carries with a tremendous amount of wisdom. Clean your water and that's how you can start cleaning your temple. So inversion postures in yoga is actually able to move fresh oxygenated blood. If you eat clean, you stay away from the alcohol, and you drink clean water, you can be able to detoxify your body, including uh, some of the parts that might cross the blood-brain barrier and get into the brain and decalcify, which means it's like your pineal gland is your brain. It's connected to everything. But it's like you have a helmet on that's stopping you from connecting to the field because there's a shell, there's a crust of energy that's stopping you from connecting to the field. And this has got, of course, calcium. There's a calcium deposit around your pineal gland. We see this on MRI scans as well. That is stopping you from secreting oxytocin, serotonin, sometimes dopamine, and also perhaps dimethyltryptamine. So clean your diet up, stop drinking so much booze, <laughs> do yoga, and get your head below your heart, which means that you can move fresh oxygenated blood, clean blood, activated blood to the brain and to the pineal and over time be able to decalcify, which means to get rid of the blockage around your third eye, okay? So yoga is a big one. Tai Chi and Qigong. Tai Chi and Qigong. They are also practices of energy, using the energy in the ether, using the energy in the quantum field to raise your energy and vibrations so that you may be able to produce dimethyltryptamine from the brain and from other, maybe even from your lungs. And from my research, it seems that Tai Chi and Qi Gong, which means the study and the science of Qi or prana, energy, using energy, everything is energy, right? You may be able to have these experiences as well and do so in a very powerful way. Another way, of course, that you can have a DMT experience is by uh, having plant medicines, by drinking ayahuasca, uh, by having other plant medicines, uh, potentially smoking DMT. I'm not recommending this, but I'm saying these are some of the ways uh, the Bufo toad uh, in South America, uh, also known as 5-M-E-O-D-M-T. Some people call it the holy grail of psychedelic medicine. It's the complete God realization. It's known as the God molecule. 
And of course, you understand how having it externally can create DMT from within the body as well as, as putting DMT into the body. So psychedelic medicines and plant medicines is another way. Sun gazing. Yes, you heard me right. Sun gazing can also help produce it. Why? And I think about this. By the way, the sun is extremely important. The sun is not just extremely important. The sun is vital. There is no life on this planet without the sun. If the sun goes, we go. Everything goes. It is the source of life and the source of light. Photons. You with me? So when the sun first arises, when the sun first arises upon the sky, you don't want to be sun gazing in the middle of the day. That's not going to be good for your retina. Okay? But when the sun first rises and it just comes above the horizon, if you are able to sit in meditation and look at the sun and do your research on this, Research has proven that you may be able to secrete DMT, dimethyltryptamine, from the brain and have an out-of-body mystical experience by actually looking at Father Son, by, by staring directly into the source energy of all life on this planet. And uh, I had a, a consultation, and I digress, but I think it's important, uh, with a medical doctor friend of mine, phenomenal GP. And we talked about the sun, and, he's, and I said, the sun is vital, it's life. And he said, the sun is the best medicine that you will ever find on this planet. And that comes from one of the best integrative medical doctors in this country. Don't be afraid of the sun. You should rather be afraid of not having sun. The sun and its production of uh, primarily vitamin D3, um, among other things, K2 combined, is absolutely critical. You won't be alive without the sun. So it's a, it's a matter of finding the balance of not getting sun burned, but having regular daily sun exposure is really, really, really important. A deficiency in vitamin D, vitamin D3 also, which primarily comes from a lack of sun exposure, is one of the leading causes of chronic disease. It's one of the leading deficiencies leading to chronic disease found across, across different research. So sun is really important. When you actually watch the sun, and you actually sun gaze, your brain reaches aspects of higher brainwave frequencies, beta, gamma, because you are directly getting the first rays of the sun straight into your retina, which can turn on these dormant parts of your brain and dormant brain cell. So another way that you may be able to have a DMT experience is by sun gazing. Okay? And then I would like to conclude this by one of... One of two ways, that, and both of which, and by the way, in the live events, we teach yoga. I teach Qigong, and I also talk about how you can secrete DMT from the brain. We do the 10-day detox program to cleanse our bodies, to decalcify the pineal, to really raise the vibration of our temple before we come in to the actual eight-week event or the three-day event. You have a 10-day detox program that prepares you for this. You have lifetime access to this program before you do any of this work. Um, so I'd like to finish on the two the two main ones that I know can help you have out-of-body mystical healing profound experiences. The second last one that I'd like to share with you is, of course, the science of meditation. I always say how the shift happens when we are heavily meditated. Now, you've got to remember that the only place a masterful manifester can live is in the present time moment. You can't manifest and be a masterful manifester when you're in your head. As Tony Robbins says, when you're in your head, you're dead. As the incredible Eckhart Tolle, one of my favorite authors, says, all suffering 
begins and ends in the mind. You are not a just a mental person. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. And your heart is 5,000 times magnetically more powerful than the brain. So when we are living in the brain and we are stuck in this society that manipulates us to be busy, we're stuck in this society that manipulates us to be stressed. And when we're in stress, we shut down the executive center of the brain, we get into fight or flight, and we get into the sympathetic nervous system of survival. Well, that's not where you can co-create. That's when that's not where healing happens. That's not where a beautiful state happens. That's not where you live in a beautiful state. That's not where your financial abundance happens. That's not where your beautiful relationships come from. That's not when your energy frequency and vibration can be raised through conscious personal development. That's not when you excel in your career, where you have when you have access to the executive center of the brain to find the creativity and the ideas that the world is waiting. That's not where you connect to God or to source. That's not when you get to live in the present moment. That happens in the parasympathetic God flow system, as is known in the ancient Ayurvedic uh, scriptures, the God flow system. Because God, the greater organized design, can flow through your system when you're tapped into the present time conscious moment. So meditation is not a luxury. Meditation is a necessity. I just want to drop that in for a moment. Meditation and using meditation and many if you research uh, transcendental meditation tm meditation is one of the most commonly researched meditation techniques on the planet you will find oh it's ridiculous there's so much benefits you, you can't even begin to imagine but you have very often and i have also been manipulated and conditioned to live in a stressful way this is not the way this is what's making you sick and we know this through science so we can have and uh, give ourselves the experience of actually tapping in to the quantum field and to secrete uh, potentially dimethyltryptamine and all other incredible neurochemical compounds, there's no pharmacy on the planet that can compete with the pharmacy in between the two ears of yours. It's just not possible. And so meditation is an absolute fundamental necessity if you wish to live an incredible life, which is why the live events that we teach and the online events have been so beneficial because you come to the three-day event and like Lisa shared, you have this profound healing experience. and Or you do the eight-week online event and you have... You come out with an eight-week blueprint as to how to live a life by conscious design instead of a life by unconscious default. And you use meditation as one of these powerful techniques. And the sixth one that I'd like to finish on, which is what we teach so much of, which has been part of my research for the last 15 years, ever since I broke both my legs and my back in 2005 in Melbourne, the only place I could get pain relief was when I did breath work. So I would meditate and I would get a lot of healing, but I would still be in pain. I would be in a wheelchair and I would take painkillers and numb myself and get drunk and I would still be in pain. The only time I found true, full body, ecstatic, pain-free, bliss state, bliss consciousness state was when I did breath work. And I did this for years and years and years without understanding the science. I just know that it felt good. Now we have the science. We know that when you breathe, when you super oxygenate the brain, look at some of the work that uh, the incredible Wim Hof is doing. Come on. It's indisputable. The wisdom, the beauty, and the power and the power of the entire universe dwells inside of you. It is a vibration. It is a dormant serpent that is wait, waiting to be awakened. And when you are able to do this energy and move this energy to the brain, you can have out-of-body mystical experiences and healings such as Lisa shared with us. 20 years of ongoing daily pain spontaneously can be reduced can be removed, can be completely eliminated beyond time and space. And it works for every single person, every single time. 
That's not to say that every person will be completely healed, but if you are able to sustain a practice of raising the energy of vibration, of purifying your vessel, of purifying your temple, of being a part of a community of people that are supporting you to, to stay in this work, you can indeed achieve incredible things. And as such, when we bring that energy up, we spiral it up. And I won't give away uh, this model too much because I'm, I'm currently um, trademarking this and maybe even creating a patent around this specific breath work. Uh, that I've been researching for 15 years. To give you some context, we leverage what's called the Taurus field. And I shared this with you earlier. The Taurus field is the scientifically proven field of the heart, and it is profoundly more powerful than the brain, as we've discussed. Uh, when we breathe our energy in through the first energy center, so we're going to breathe in through what I call the one, uh, which is the first energy center, the root chakra, and we breathe out through seven, which is the crown. We breathe in through one, out through seven. In through one, out through seven. You got to remember where energy goes, energy flows, and energy grows. So if you've spent the three days in the live event or the eight-week online program clearing these blocks, just like learning a new language, it's quick for those two pathways in the brain, the Broca's and Wernicke's area. It's quick for the brain to catch on to that level of healing. Why? Because it's already dormant. It's easy for me to speak English because I've done it so many times right? It's easy for you to have a DMT out-of-body mystical healing experience if you do this work enough. It's like drinking water. You don't need to think, oh, I want 20% of the water to go to my liver and 50% of the water to go to the brain. You just drink the water. You with me? This is the power of breath work. When you learn how to tap into your breath, and you got to remember, life is just a series of inhales and exhales. It's been said that you will live for an specific amount of breaths. So let's say that you had a million breaths. What if you could slow down your breathing? What if you could tap into the God flow system? What if you could learn to live in the present time conscious moment? And then when you wanted to, in through the bottom, out through the top. In through the three lower energy centers, 95% of your quantum potential sits there, stored and stuck. And when that energy meets the heart, the Taurus field expands, look up the Taurus field. It's a real scientifically proven field. And that energy field expands and expands and expands. You've got to remember, the cardinal pillars of the heart is love, compassion, healing, and gratitude. So healing happens through the heart. So if you want to heal your body, you have to open your heart. How do we do that? We do the work. Three-day live event, eight-week online, learn to use your breath, learn to use meditation, Use the six ways that I've shared with you, um, the stuff that we've talked about, yoga, cleansing your body, purifying your temple, eat lean, green, and clean, cut the alcohol, and learn how to drink and, and drink clean water only. Okay, so we have yoga. We have purifying the temple. These are absolutely fundamental starting points. Both of those you get in the live event, both of those you get in the online event. You get detox program included, yes? Then the third thing we talked about as in how to activate DMT is Qigong and Tai Chi. Qigong and Tai Chi. We talked about sun gazing, looking at the sun where it first arises on the sky. We talked about the sun being the source of life on this planet, yes? Underestimating it is, is to our detriment. Then, of course, we talked about meditation, uh, psychedelic medicine, ayahuasca and other DMT uh, substances that can give us tremendous, tremendous healing if and when the time is right. Very important. Then the sixth one that I shared with you was, of course, breath work and meditation. And I'd like to leave you with this comment. I'd like to leave you with a story. 
a story that I heard once that absolutely blew me away. And this is a really simple and really powerful story that when I heard it, it helped me remember. It helped me see who I am. It helped me get the knowledge and the awareness as to what I'm able to achieve. And as we teach these eight areas of life, the physical body, mental and emotional state, finances, relationships, personal development, career and vocational, career and mission, if you will, a life pioneered by purpose, spiritual fulfillment, spiritual connection, and time and presence, living in the present time moment. Life, I believe, fulfillment for me is is feeling for the mind and feeling for the heart and having fulfillment in all of these areas of life, not just one or the other. That's why we specialize in, in all of the eight areas of life, which correlate directly with the energy in the eight chakras. And when I heard this story, it absolutely blew me away. And so I'd like to finish on this uh, with massive amounts of gratitude uh, to all of you uh, for, for still watching and, and enjoying this presentation and for sharing it. If you're still watching and if you found value, please share this now. Tag some people and share this with as many people as you can if you found this to be useful. Um, I once heard a story, and before I tell you the story, I'd like to just remind you that this could be, if you believe it to be, and if you choose for it to be, could be a story of you, could be a story of your potential and how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. God, call it um, whatever you want. Some people call God source, some call consciousness, some people call it Yahweh, Buddha, Allah, Jesus, Krishna, some people call it energy, some people call it the quantum field, some people call it the creator, some people call it the universe. I'm going to refer to it as God, okay, the creator of all things, the, the, the field of energy and awareness and the ether, the divine presence, the divine presence that is in everything that is you. God is having a conversation with man about the power, the wisdom, and the beauty of the entire universe. Then God asks man, and God says to man, what do you think we should do with the power, with the wisdom, and the beauty of the entire universe? Man turns to God and says, we should hide it. We should hide it at the top of the tallest mountain, for surely there mankind will never find it. God looks at man, smiles, and says, well, eventually mankind will be evolved enough and when they do, they will be able to go there and then they will find it. Okay, says man, then we should hide it at the depths of the deepest sea, for surely there they will never find it. And God looks at man and says, well, one day when mankind is evolved enough, they will go there and when they do, they will find it. Okay, says man, well, I don't know. And God looks at man takes a knee, smiles with deep compassion, and says, why don't we take the power, the wisdom, and the beauty of the entire universe and place it right there in the middle of themselves? And you see, one day, dear child, when mankind is evolved enough, they will go there, and when they do, they will find it. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I believe that right now this world is going through a massive awakening. And I truly do believe in my heart of hearts that the answers are not found without. I believe that the answers are found within. So if you feel like this content resonates with you, reach out to us, click the link, comment, share, and join us in the three-day live experience and do the work. 
or join us in the eight-week quantum upgrade program and actually do the work for yourself. And I truly do believe that those who turn their attention back within can begin to experience and explore the truth, the power, and the beauty of who we really are. As I say, let's get smart and let's stay in the heart. We don't have to go without when we can go within. That's how powerful, that's how beautiful, that's how conscious, free, and amazing you really are. Thanks for watching. Thanks for learning about the power of who you are and your potential. If you have any questions, reach out to us. Click the links and jump in and, and do some of our work. And we would love to support you in your journey into your own human awakening and healing. Love you guys. Happy to say, I'm still doing my Tai Chi, says Yaroslav. I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out. See you next time, guys. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to walk the quantum path into life mastery, business mastery, uh, if you want to learn more about our live events or coaching or anything that we offer, go to www.drespen.com. That's D-R-E-S-P-E-N.com or email info at drespen.com. And let's find out how we can help you take your life, your business and your mission to a whole nother level. We'll see you next time.